How's everyone going out there? Uh, don't really want to start off with a... I don't want to be downer, but I don't want to, you know, fly out of the gate with an ultra cheery, full of shit intro. Um, it's kind of bittersweet at the moment, isn't it? Everyone's locked inside their homes and I have the the very great fortune of being locked inside with my brand new daughter, Layla, who was born on Wednesday morning at 1.45 and she's amazing so it's pretty incredible but it's yeah it's strange getting all these emails through saying no work this stay inside that everything's fucked everyone's going crazy and then you hear a little murmur or movement and you're instantly transported the other way so it's kind of strange um but i won't crap on about that too much more and hopefully once we get um up and running again and shoot the next podcast i'll um bring her out for a little peek so everyone can have a see i'll probably end up um doing a few video podcasts over the coming months maybe just depends um my inner circle if there's other actors maybe not just depends i have to go through this incredibly probing vetting procedure that everyone's been going through every time they enter into any kind of establishment at the moment. But I always said I wouldn't do video chats for many reasons, but it is what it is, and I really want to keep the podcast um, going. So today, um, my old mate, Dave Beamish, is back in town. And for those of you who who are here in Melbourne and or in Queensland, you're probably familiar with Dave. He's been popping around doing a whole bunch of things um but he came on down to discuss um something he's been doing with Howard Fine um and elsewhere too but I'd, I'd be lying if I could tell you straight out of the gate what that is we, we spoke predominantly about his I don't want to say lecture I want to say information night about if you want to make the transition from living out here to, to moving over to Canada and what it entails the um, the realities, the pros, the cons, um, the people to speak to, and what have you. He's a full bottle on it, um, and he's he, he's incredibly. I mean, he's a great actor, great writer, but he's he's very talented at um, getting into places and talking to people and getting information and and using that in the best way possible. So he's he's definitely a wealth of knowledge on. Uh, jumping on that plane and making the big trip over. So this will be a really good episode. We'll get into that. Um, but also, full disclosure, we were probably two bottles of wine in before we started this podcast. And so it goes a little wayward every now and then. But uh, thanks for listening. Big wonder. This podcast is affiliated with Naked Wines. And um, I don't know about you, but this is probably a good time to to jump online and order a whole bunch of wines. There's, I don't think there's ever been a better time. Not only is it problematic to go and buy them, but we could probably all do with a glass of wine at the end of the day. So Naked Wines is delivery only. And if you're a big fan of wine and, and um, supporting local growers and Australia-wide, because they're going to need their support now too. Um, but don't we all... But anyways, jump online to www.nakedwines.com.au slash wonder and you will receive $100 off your first case of wine. Check it out. They're awesome. I've been using them for months now um, and the customer service is amazing and the wines are delicious. Thanks very much.
Please and thank you. Are we already live, by the way? We're alive. It's very good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, mate. I'm good. Good to be back. Good to be here. I will say this about the new Mike Boom, is the drinking part of the <laughs> podcast becomes a real fucking Awkward. nightmare. But that's all right. That's all right. It's, um, we find a way in this I, business. You know, I feel like... You do want it. No. What are you doing? I feel like we need... A fresh glass. A fresh glass. Hold that. Because <laughs> that's... Molested, and uh, it's we've got new wine. Yeah, we don't want to bastardize my. Oh, rocket like a redhead. There we go. A rocket like a redhead. I think. Oh, I think he's. It. I think Josh is actually trying to tell me something. <laughs> rocket yeah. like a redhead. Thank you, good sir. Oh, I like these. The shorter glasses. Stemless. Stemless. Uh, longer to reach to the ground. Help yourself, mate. Oh, thank you. It's good to see you, buddy. Thanks, mate. It's good to be back. Good to be back in Melbourne town. Um, came straight here as well. Didn't didn't muck about. I came straight here for my recording. So. Well, that's because you needed a bed. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. It's no, true. but you know what? It, it, here's the interesting thing. You're like me like that. You like, we don't, we keep in touch a little bit, but it's generally related around Work. Work, film. And it's, it's our biggest thing in common is how we met. Progressing. It's, so, hey, mate, I need advice on this. Or, hey, mate, I want to get this done. Or, hey, mate, I'm in town. I need a bed. And we're both like, done. 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 And it's, I like that. There's, there's it's no, it's there's film no family, man. I mean, fucking was, nonsense yeah. about it. I think we, we met doing a photo shoot out in the forest, if I'm not mistaken. No, we met on Oh, no, and we met at Thea's. Oh, yes, we did, yes. And the, I think we, we, we definitely bonded more when we did that photo shoot, for sure. Oh, yeah, man. You, no you and question. I actually only spoke on the tram because you were oh, doing your fucking thing. That's true. You were handing we, out phone numbers we and getting were, we were contacts networking, off but, everyone. Yeah, they were networking. I was introducing you to someone I'd only met 20 minutes prior. The, that there was, was like a young fella that was here with his mum. Oh. Right? Yeah. There was the young fella and there was the Perth chick, um, Ricky. Ricky, yeah. Is okay. it Ricky Lee? Something like that. No, Ricky Lee sounds yeah, like Yeah, we ended up Australian catching Idol. the train all the way through to a couple of other, whatever, we, we sort of followed the same line, but she's from Perth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny because I reached out to her maybe six months later or something like that about a project and I had seen that I had messaged her Five years previously because we were both from Perth and my hairdresser at the time said, you should reach out to this chick, Ricky, because she's a friend of ours. Because she's in film. Oh, well, or- no, because she was a model at the time and that's when I was you in fashion. F- no way. But but she never responded. Rich. <laughs> and Suck, Ricky. Yeah, Fucking Ricky. <laughs> um, and just like she hasn't responded to the last message. So Classic. No, she actually applied for Lauren. And, oh, did and, she? Yeah. Bet yeah. she wish you replied. Replied. Yeah, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think when the message came through that there was nudie involved, it's another dial tone. No, it's another <laughs> dial tone. <laughs> Which is fair enough. I mean, like every, each, each to their own. But I mean, yeah. I mean, some some artistic some artistic visions. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> some artistic visions do require, you know, the the human form so that's that's part of it never done a nudie scene never done a sex scene myself right neither right not out of choice or anything it's just it's never come about nobody nobody's looked at me acting and thought you know what he should be in well look (laughs) to to be fair the only mine was written by me so (laughs) as bad as that sounds (laughs) self-cast yeah 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 but 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 I i think i would have Look, the sex scene was um, that. 
It's a step out, but I don't think for for me it was not as big a step out as mm. as as if I as if I was going. If someone asked me to be really large, like <laughs> I'm very sub, like very condensed and very subtle. If someone said, "I need you to be," I need you to do it a Jim Carrey impersonation for this scene, I'd be terrified, you know, and and that is a million miles away from having to do a sex scene in front of a bunch of students. Mm. But, you know, as, as, as far as the nudity got on that for me, it was just, just my butt, you know, <laughs> and I'm... We're not talking like... Uh, you know, I'm a grower, not a shower. So yes, I that's, that's, we're, not, we're not talking about the room, like, level of butt, are we? Like, the room, the movie, you know, it is, like, showing, like, an amazing... Have you seen The Room? Have no. you seen... You haven't seen The Room? No. Are we talking about, like... Have you seen The Room, Josh? Like, like Brie Larson Room? No, or, no, that's Room. Have you seen The Room? No, so I heard someone slamming this recently what? like it was like room a total the bomb. room the room that room was a no I'm the the room is a is universally a, a, a absolute bomb right okay. i haven't seen arguably it. one of the worst films ever <laughs> made uh inarguably maybe but but it's become a cult hit because it's so bad who's in it nobody like oh, okay. the, guy, the two guys that are in it uh tommy wiseau and uh greg um the gentleman i can't remember his last name um better known as mark because that's that's his character's name oh hi mark like that's that's his that's his the whole catchphrase from this film but people would get together in cinemas all over the world it, at the rio theater in vancouver they will do a screening i think like every couple of months like every at least every six months of the room and people will like dress up people will say all the lines but it's so bad it's good it's so and 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 it and it became the book greg wrote this book called disaster artist and it's about oh this, okay i, th- so you know I thought disaster you were, artist. i thought you were going that yeah direction. and then that yeah, became okay. the film which starred right, right. james franco. franco and dave franco seth rogan seth rogan yes disaster artist which is a fucking great film i refuse to watch it it's really good man no i'm sure that it but is but you need to watch the room first but really i do. cannot stand franco and i think he's a total pedophile and I don't, I don't understand how he's <laughs> managed to escape this Me Too movement when he was trying to fuck that fourteen-year-old in New York. And oh, he, this is complete news to and me. And she's like, I "Do you know, know I'm fourteen? He's like texting her on Instagram or whatever. And she's like, "I don't know that you're James Franco. Send me a photo of you with my name." He sends it to her, and she's telling him that she's like fourteen, fifteen. He's like, come to my house, rah, 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 rah. This is before the movement. No one has fucking picked this up. Somehow he's managed to squash it. I mean, I don't know. And people he, have, but he people still have, copped heat. People have teams on that stuff, man. He I copped mean, people, heat people that he when, managed when, to. When, that whole, when the whole movement happened and it was going to happen, people's teams went to work. Where, whether or not they'd done anything. I know. I think, I think, I honestly think there would meetings had been like, okay, let's Who sit down with our guys. No, let's sit down with our guys and, okay, hey, is there anything we need to know about? Is there anything we need to worry about that will come out? Yes, no, okay, we'll deal with the damage or thank God there's no damage. That pro- those conversations probably happened. And For sure. Those are, that's those people doing their jobs. I mean, it's there's some hairy shit that came out. Um, stuff is going to get missed. Shit's going to get missed. It was out know. there. But I'm just going to, like, 
also like I I like the man's work. I don't know anything about his private life. What so, do you like? Huh? What do you like? Well, that's a interesting segue. Okay, what's it? No, <laughs> no, no, no. About him. What do I like about him? Um uh there's there's something kind of unapologetic about Franco. I think um I think he's he's good at his certain types of characters. Um I think casting him as James Dean was a no-brainer. I genuinely think so. What? I genuinely think so. Name another actor that looks as like him and can pull off that persona. Uh, the fellow who played him after him with who? Robert Patterson and Joel Edgerton. Who was? The dude from... Um, he was in Lawless. He was in Valerium. Valerium? Yeah, with the model. <laughs> You've seen, you've seen Lawless. Lawless, yes, with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Right, and the little brother that's fucking oh. eccentric and crazy. Yes, 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 yes. And oh, the he, film he was played about James the, Dean. Yeah, the film was about... No, he's fr- great. In, uh, he's in um, that, that found footage film about uh, where he they all develop powers. and That's the one I was trying to think of at the start, yeah, but I yeah, can't yeah. remember. So he plays James Dean in a or film he, about the, the guy... He plays the Green Goblin. The yeah. photographer who yeah, took yeah, yeah, the yeah, photo... Yeah. The famous photo of James Dean in in, in um, Times Square. It's about that photographer and his relationship. And Joel Edgerton is the publisher who gave the photographer the chance to go down there. And it was the photographer who believed in James Dean. It was before he really took off. Mm. So this kid's got something. Let me go and photograph him. They got fucking wasted for like however long on a bender. And he took that photo of him and he went. That's the famous one. That's the famous one of him walking through the street. I thought he he really captured the the darkness and the trouble and the sorrow because that's that kid's brand, right? That, through and ca- through. that actor? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. But no, there's neither do I off the top of my head, but like I can name multiple films he's in where he's fucking phenomenal. He's always great. He's, yeah, I mean, I'm very sorry, consistent. I, mean, I didn't see Valerian. Um, you know, it's the actress that played the fucking sorceress in fucking Justice League or what's whatever it was. What's Valerium? Suicide Squad. Valerium is, um, you know, it's kind of like this decade's um, the film that um, that Disney film, John Carter or whatever it was. Okay. It's yeah. kind of like that. Well, that, bombed, tank, that bombed hard. It bombed yeah. is equally not, as yeah, hard. Yeah, I mean, not, not for... Not for um, I actually really liked it. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Kitsch, is this? Taylor it? Kitsch, yeah. that's right. Not for lack of a good performance. I don't think so. No? Yeah, I liked it. Mark Strong was great in it, I'm pretty oh, sure. I love Mark Strong in pretty sure. yeah. everything, man. And I that other so, chick even, from... Even Kingsman, like, actually, Kingsman's pretty good. Like, Kingsman's actually pretty good to watch. It's pretty good. fun to yeah. watch, right? But Mark Strong's fucking great in, I loved in almost Mark everything, man. God, okay. Sherlock so, Holmes, Lord Blackwood, just, just a beast. Favourite Mark, Mark Strong. Mark Strong role. Yeah. I think I just named it, but. Uh, rock and roller. Rock and roller. Yeah, that's a close <laughs> second. Yeah, that would have been a close second because he's so good in it. And uh, yeah, he's just phenomenal. Isn't he in this new one that's coming out with Guy Ritchie as well? Isn't he? Is he in this new one that's coming? The Gentleman. Have you seen this? Guy no. Ritchie's got one coming out. Oh, with like it's, out. it's already out. Yeah, with with uh, Matthew McConaughey and has Colin that already Farrell. dropped? Dude, that's been out for like at least a month. Oh fuck! 
No way. Wow, you just got exposed. I just, oh, I, big wonder. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> I, this is the thing. Like we, we've been having dinner and like you're like, what? That happened? This yeah. happened? I don't watch the news. I don't watch anything like no, that. No, but like, you're a movie guy. You must follow what's coming up, coming I out. I do watch what's coming up, but like I'm not, I'm not at the gate ready for things to go out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like listening to reviews and I like hearing opinions and stuff. Um, I do end up making my own opinion on it, but I, I'm really curious to watch it and watch the, the market's perception or the market's impact or how people see it before I actually see it for myself. What do you prefer to just walk into a film like, you know, that sort of old school scenario where you just go to the cinema you know what, I like that title. Or do you like to f- see what's coming and have watched a preview and have all of that excitement about, you know, like the latest Bond film that's coming out? I'm fucking pumped about it and I've been following that for years. Yeah. See, I haven't even watched the trailer. Right. Oh, God, it looks good. <laughs> and I like, love I, watching my, trailers. I can't help myself. One of my good buddies myself. in Canada, like, I'm over here from Vancouver right mm. now. I live in Vancouver. And I'm, one of my good buddies is like a diehard Bond fan. And I'll go and see it with him. But And I honestly, I would love, like a, a part of me would be like, it would be amazing to audition for a Bond role one day. They don't audition. They get offered. Mm. Let's be real. But, no, but, but that's the thing. The but, supporting roles must get auditioned. Oh, you do get auditioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the Bond goes straight to offer. Oh, Bond. Straight off. off. You, but don't reckon, you don't reckon Daniel Craig auditioned? No. I think he did. No, no way. He wasn't a name then. Huh? He wasn't like. He was established. He was they established, were, but but if you, you spoke to people like, oh, do you know Daniel Craig? They can offer to read. Right. But like they, they something like that, they're going to go straight to offer. They, okay. like, and, and, it might, and it might be subject to like a chemistry test. Or it might sure, be sure, to sure. Like a, I know that that was the case for Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he had had a crack at it earlier, missed out. They came back to him again. And um, same with same with um, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a pretty well-known story now. Right, exactly. Which um, he, he probably he won't ever get the offer now, I think, because he did Man From U.N.C.L.E. I don't know if people can kind of separate the two. but I don't think he has the cool. You don't think so? No fucking way. He has – he can be villainous, which oh, I love. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible? Crushed it, yeah. I personally, I think he's best. Yeah, he's, he's really best. good. And in Immortals, he can be heroic mm. and like stoic. But he, I didn't believe him in Uncle, not for a fucking second. No. He does not have that dispassionate yeah. that. Yeah. and nonchalance that, that Daniel Craig has. And Daniel Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, he's there's something when he tries to be it. Too much. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, and you see him in interviews. He's very like. Rigid, Rigid. And he, you know, he's, he's not smooth. Yeah. So, all right. Well, he's kind well, of a Tom I mean, Cruise type. Well, let's, let's, let's have a crack at casting the next one right here. That's good. Mm. Look, for the longest time, I thought Michael Fassbender. So did I, yeah, actually. Michael, Look, and he still he, hasn't aged out, I don't think. You don't think so? I love Michael Fassbender, don't get me wrong, but I actually think if they want a five-picture deal, they're not going to get that out of Michael. Not anymore. No, nah, not without him... Looking old. But he can make his own stuff. Like Michael doesn't need that. He no, doesn't. you're right. So so that was what was great about everyone that came before is they might have been a little established except for Sean Connery and what have you, but that they, they they were able to mould that person mm. with a fresh image. So so who is on the cusp 
Of someone that could, someone that can only then, know, they want that person that can only then be seen as Bond. They want that person. Do you know who I saw recently? And he was playing the villain, but God damn, did I think he was fantastic. And I've never liked him before. And I do not know his <laughs> name, but he was in Peaky Blinders final season. And he plays the villain. He was also in like the first. Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you're talking, we've, we've talked about Peaky Blinders before you. I have not watched Peaky Blinders. Oh, okay. okay. So did you watch? I know um, that. I've seen bits of it. but Yeah. Did you watch? Cillian Murphy would be. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. I apologize. Yeah. Killian Murphy is Actually, phenomenal yeah. and like would fucking do well as Bond. He yes, might, he would. But he's, he might. I think Peaky Blinders might have fucked him for that. Oh, he's fucking mesmerizing. Also in uh, Dunkirk. Didn't even know it was him. Actually. He was like, he was just like a shadow of himself. I wonder if Joel Edgerton would be a great Bond. Oh, that'd be great. I'll watch that. He's got the physicality, he's but he's too old, right? He's got to be 47, yeah, 48. Yeah, but I love... So who, this guy that I'm trying to say, okay, yeah. did so you see the first Snow another. White and the Huntsman? The... Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I was so thinking he, of. He plays the childhood friend of no, Snow White. I need, another, I need another film. Give me another film. Come on. Something else. Don't know. Yeah. But he... Should we just look him up? We've got time. Yeah, you, you keep your phone there. Why yeah. not? Who gives a shit? <laughs> we got to know. Like, I mean, if we're doing a casting session, he let's, was uh, in the last Peaky Blinders. So he's a British actor. British actor, that, yeah. and he does this. Do inc- you believe? Incredibly posh. posh. Do you believe that uh, Bond has to be of British actor? No. Well, actually, he doesn't have to be because. Pierce is Irish. Yeah, and um, Charles Lazenby or whatever his name is. George Lazenby. George was Australian. Australian. Yeah. But and Old Mate was Scottish, so. Scottish is part of the British order. Though. So is, well, he's Southern Irish. No, yeah. Pierce was. Oh, he's Irish. Yeah, but it was he, where's he from? Northern? Uh, North. Yeah, North so Iron. then he's British. No. Oh, careful. <laughs> no, but is he across the border or where, where was he he's, actually he's from? He's not part of the British, no. So is he Dublin? I, I don't know, but I, I know I know he's not part. It's not identified as British, as far as I oh, know. Okay, so he's from the Republic. Should we? I don't know. Do we want to look him up first? Shall we? I think you're right because he. Anyways, um, no, I don't. But I do think. Sorry, gang, that he needs to be a man, and he yeah. needs to be yeah. white. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Don't get me wrong. Uh, actually, I think there's like, lots like, of roles you can change. Idris Elba, Elba would crush it, no question. But, but I it's think, a different thing. But it's but but it is based on a book, and I think when you when you fuck with what was originally written, so much. Yeah. What are we gonna have a black Superman? Yeah, boy, <laughs> it's, it's it goes all over the place. So I don't, I don't know. I don't. I just think there's a point where we just don't need to do it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. It, you know. There's there's different. Here we go. Pierce Brosnan was born in. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin this. Drogheda County County Louth, Ireland. Yeah, there you go. Can I don't know if that's north. I don't know. Oh yeah, Drogheda County Louth. Yeah, Louth. 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 Maybe. Ah uh, yeah, he lived in Navan County, somewhere, 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 somewhere. Look, I was a big Pierce fan. Big Pierce fan. Goldeneye was quite. If it wasn't for Goldeneye, Casino Royale wouldn't exist. You know, because it, the, the the franchise was in the fucking toilet at that point. Goldeneye's the 
game changer. It's it so was different. the game changer. I, I remember the first commercials and it was like, wait, I'm getting a Bond for my generation. Like I felt like I'd only been watching my parents' Bond for years, you know, on reruns on TV. Yeah. And everyone with that big jump off the off the dam was like, oh, so oh snap. This was it was it was hot property. Um but anyways, so hey man, what's going on? You're back in Perth, um, back in Melbourne. Oh, the, we're getting getting stop talking about films for a sec, talk about the, yeah, the we'll real life. Along. We're real not stuff. film critics, and I don't <laughs> want to be a total prick. We're definitely not film critics, no by any means. We're def- we love to talk about films, the biggest thing we have in common, and I do love it. But uh yeah, I'm back. I'm back in town. I'm still looking up the sector, by the way. Um I am Oh, do you want me to just do it quickly so we can uh Sam Claffin. Let me look. Yes. That's him? Yeah. He's got a good look. And he looks a he looks good age good age for it too. Dude. He he's spot on. He's got all he's, he's got all the moves. Yeah, but he could be a, a Craig. Like people know like he's familiar, but he's, he's not familiar. Oh. Is he um He's got the voice. Shit, no voice is just. Oh, oh do you know who people have been speculating? And I do believe actually he would be amazing. Is your fella from Outlander? Uh, the Scottish fella. The Scottish fella. Well, I I think he's in contention. Right. Yeah. yeah. Jamie something, isn't it? Clough. Well, that's his that's Clough. his character's name. Yeah. But yeah. No, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think he's. Name. I think he's in contention in a big way. He's great. Yeah, and he's. And do you know who would have been? Magnificent if he was a I think little. His name's Sam too. Somehow. No, that sounds about right. Sam, yeah. not Guthrie, but it's like it's a full-on Celtic type last name. I yeah. think is your man um, Tobias. If he was just a little better looking, my man Tobias. Your man is Irish. Speak. <laughs> it's something that stuck with me for years. Ex-girlfriend is Irish. Um, your man, your one, your one means. A girl, your man means old his mate. old mate. Yeah, uh, Tobias, who plays like Prince Philip in The Crown, and Matt Smith. Which he's, season? He's, of the his crown? name's Tobias. Okay, so well, it depends on which season because Matt Smith plays him for a season. Right, right, right. So that's your Doctor Who fella. Yeah, the the older version. The older version. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever watch Outlander? Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't watched it through and through. So he plays like her husband. Before she time travels, and then he plays Captain Jack Randall or whatever, Jack Randall, okay. and he's like one of the best villains I've seen on so TV. Sam Claffin is the dude's name. <laughs> we're, call, we're calling it now because if we call it, nuts. Uh, all right. And what was what was out the Outlander fella's name? It's it's it. I think it's Sam too. I swear to God, it is. But you're right. If 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 Tom Hardy weren't more famous, yeah, Sam Sam Hoygan. Or Hugan. Or Hugh Jackman if he was younger. <laughs> He's, yeah. Oh, no, you could probably do it now. If, if, if Hugh Jackman was game to go play Bond... He's a little old. Because now he's just he laid off well, the I roids mean, and everything. Say, yeah, he's not doing. He's not doing Wolverine <laughs> he's again. Like he doesn't really out. want to get Jack to go play Bond. I think his. I think his his wife would leave him. Yeah, and he's been through full like, of all sun of cancer and fucking yeah. whatever. Um, Nothing wrong with that, mate. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I'm in town. But you're in town for personal reasons. 
Uh, yeah. You're going to blend <laughs> them. You're going to blend them. It sounded, yeah, I always... You got a wedding and... Got fucking... a wedding. I do. I'm in town for a wedding. I'm in town for a wedding and uh, I don't normally um, travel for weddings, but it's my uh, my big brother's wedding, so... You, so got, uh, you and your yeah, brother... Yeah, I, I missed a few weddings, a wedding or two, didn't I? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah prick. Yeah, well, you know. I'm in the wedding party, it was a, so... It, it was a last-minute invite. <laughs> yeah, but... And it is literally on the exact opposite side... Of the world. Including yeah. the opposite hemisphere yeah. for our wedding it's, in Perth. It's a, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's literally... And that's where he lives. Are you bro? Yeah, That's but, right, but he's yeah, here he's for here, the wedding. Getting, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I'm in town for that, but um, I'm, I don't, I don't really... I'm not a take holidays kind of guy. I don't really... I get itchy fingers. I can't sit still. I've got to be doing something. I've got to be writing something. I've got to be making something. I've got to be... Um, so, yeah, so we're here. We're actually going to be doing um, doing my first seminar in Melbourne. Oh, that's too. right. Yeah. I'm excited about that. So I'm doing a seminar about um, about getting over to Canada and working in film. Um, it's part of a, a organization business that I started um, about a year and a half, two years ago um, called Screenspeak Australia. And um, eventually what I'd like it to be is about conversations and, and talks about ideas and, and concepts and things that we're not talking about in film. Um, I'd love it to be that kind of, uh, that kind of platform. Um, but we're definitely starting out on, the, on where my biggest knowledge base is, which is I know how to get over to Canada, get working, get le- legally set up, uh, have ever, all the stuff you need to get a job in film in Canada because uh, I've been there for two years. Coming on two years, um, I've got another two-year visa, so I've done the two-year visa process of applying and getting approved twice, and I'm in the process of submitting for my permanent residency. I've already got my uh, application uh, to – I've got my invitation to apply, and uh, which which takes an application just to get the invitation to apply. And then, uh, yeah, so now it's on to the next stage of that. So there's a lot of um, – pieces and bits of knowledge that I've been developing over the years and uh yeah so now it's uh now it's the becoming a, a seminar series that I'm doing so I'm doing one here in Melbourne on the 24th of February but that Howard's uh yeah Howard Fine Studio yeah. uh excuse me we're doing it at Howard Fine Studio I'm very excited, very glad to be doing it there. I love and that rogue burp that comes out <laughs> as you're chatting along. That's right, that's right. Just as just as I'm talking about the uh, the my I'm, most my I'm most most, mm. most most passionate things and um funny thing is that it's really is an honor to do it at the Howard Fines Junior Studio. Howard Fines acting book, uh, Fine on Acting, was the very first very first acting book I read. So yeah, it, is, right. it is really cool to um to be doing it there. Um. And my shout out to my to my dear friend Jess um, for for hooking that up. She she's a legend, um, and and yeah, and so then we'll be doing it again for the third time up at uh, Ben Parkinson's uh, casting studio up oh, in cool. up in Brizzy. So Ben nice. Ben and uh, his his um, his lovely colleagues and uh, and. Um, Partners in Crime, Josh. Uh, jo- sorry, you're Josh. Uh, Joey Vieira and uh, Christy Sexton have been great supporters of mine for the longest time, um, and I consider them friends and been working with them, and we've filmed stuff together and all these different things. And uh, yeah, so they've they've really helped us 
kind of find some some ground and some traction up there so so we'll do one up there as well and spread the word and get the word about canada out there and there's over 50 productions going on in vancouver right right now as we speak so it's they're they're expecting they had 120 plus productions there last year and they're expecting more than closer to 150 this year so So my question is is this because i have a friend who's popped back into town you and i have touched on this before Mm -hmm. And she was out in Toronto with all the right contacts, right? She's got a cousin who is on. It's all who you know. Right, but, but, but so here we go. She's got a cousin who's, who put her in with the agency, two cousins. One of them, um, boy and girl, one of them, you know, auditioned for fucking Spider-Man for the lead against Tom Holland, you know. The other was in Handmaid's final season, well, not final season, but the last season sharing a five-minute scene mm. With Moss. When my mate gets there, they wouldn't give her a single audition because she was an Aussie. And that they said, oh, ca- casting agencies don't want to see you because you're not Canadian. And she had to go in there and fight for them to start submitting. So you touched on this a little bit when I told you I was going to get, I was looking at residency. Do you feel it's transitioning at all or... Or what the hell? I think you need to know what you're doing. How do you mean? I mean, I think it, it helps to know how the system works there. It helps to know that Canada works similar but different to Australia. But if um, you've got a Canadian agent and you come referred by two people from the same place that you're from who are killing it, yeah. you would think that that reel's good. She's done great stuff. Yeah. You think that, that wouldn't be a problem. But that was the thing that they kicked back to her. The the well, I have them as well, and I have friends as well that are booked there. I have booked there, but I only know one person personally that has booked an, a recurring role on a two year work visa. Mm-hmm. It's right. hard to book on a two year work two-year, visa on the work visa, especially which is what she said. Yeah. Which is which is what my agent told me as well, and my agent um, is, is a very very real. Uh, will, will tell me tell me calls it how she sees it, and that's what I love about her. Um, and it, her she partner, throws a straight dice. Oh, she's she's the best at that. Um, if my accent is not up to scratch in an audition, she'll tell me it's fucking shit. And which is what you again. fucking need. Which is what I need. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I love about her. And she was with another agency and brought me over to the 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 biggest agency in Canada, which is the characters, um, which she got pulled over and she invited me over and I said, okay, well, like you've got my loyalty for life and, um, you know, she's showing me loyalty too. So mm-hmm. like I have to deliver for her, but she was very real and said like you, until you get permanent residency, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be soft. Even when you get it, there's no guarantee, mm. but that can be a big seller is that you've got, you got the look, you got the Australian thing going for you, but you you if you can prove that you can work legally for much much longer, an IEC visa, a work visa, is much harder to work with, and paperwork is is ridiculous for them. Not not out of the question because because we've all worked, but um, it in terms of ongoing, it's a risk. Mm-hmm. If the character blows out into yeah, well- much 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 more work which we all want, mm-hmm. 
then then that becomes an issue. It becomes a bittersweet thing. Well, I had Julian Haig on here, um, and what I think it was episode eight or something like that, right before you came on, and he was um, on, you know, somewhat of a series regular on. Lucifer? Was no. that the, was that, God damn I feel it. like I've seen Julian's reel, actually. <laughs> Everyone now is going to be giving me shit. But I can't <laughs> remember it. God damn it. Is it one of those shows? Is it one of those supernatural shows? In, in it's, you know, Denver? it's one of the shows. Shot up in Vancouver. Jesus Christ. I can't believe I can't Do I remember. Do I just start throwing ones? Is it Arrow? Is it um, Sabrina? It's, it's, it's the high school fucking. Sabrina. No. No. He plays like this. Riverdale. There it Riverdale. is. Riverdale. Yeah. It's like eight episodes. Great. His, his visa ran out and they said, Bye. Ta-ta. Yep. Same thing happened to a friend of mine, Jess, with the 100. She got invited back on the second season, but she was a New Zealander. So she had actually uh, less of a visa than an Australian does. And uh, which, by the way, I don't know why that is. New Zealanders get one month less than Australians, which I think, like, let's... That's a weird thing. It's a weird negotiation. That's a weird negotiation indeed. But um, don't get me wrong, I'm very grateful. But I feel like we should all be playing on an even playing field mm. here. I don't think New Zealanders should be getting a one one, the same one day less than any an Australian or, or, a Brit, or a Brit or an Irish person. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, that... Did happen to her? She she got invited back on the one hundred, and she couldn't she couldn't give them the time. And that she told me that when I met her, and I told her my plan was to go there, and she said, "Okay, well, you know, you need to know this, this, and this." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I've got two passports, so maybe that will help me there." But it was also a lesson of like, "Okay, you need to get there, and if you know it's ready, it's for you, then you need to go for permanent residency. You need to work that out fast, and mm. you need to." to that process so that's been what I've been doing and that's why I started developing the knowledge base and that's why I learned the things I know from the great friends I have there and from immigration consultants multiple and from doing my own seminars and from researching and doing multiple applications and it's uh it is a process there's a lot of information there's a lot of things you can get wrong but if you know the right things it can be simple. It's just arduous, if that makes sense. It's it's tough and it takes the want to get there. Well, I think that's what separates you from, even from me, is you seem to have an incredible ability to sit there and just find info and, and, and just scour the internet. Like, I fucking suck <laughs> at that. Or research and i just want someone to give me the fucking answer answers well <laughs> i mean were, which is why i'm creating what i'm creating uh yeah. it's for people like yourself but um but at the same time I, i've only done it out of necessity myself if it was there i'd take the, i'd take the easier route every time the mm. amount of time that could could have gone into my own creative projects developing this knowledge base would be insane but that's why i think i'm so determined to uh, to do, to build a channel which we're building on Patreon, um, patreon.com slash live. That's what it is. Oh, right, right, right. And that's that's what it is. It's a video channel, um, but it's going to be a lot of audio stuff as well. Um, I'll even I'll even be chopping out Udemy course. What's that? Udemy course. 
Yeah, something like that as mm. well. Look, we're looking at Udemy, Teachable, those types of things. Um, but that's down the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, the focus is simply on on Canada and and Vancouver specifically, and what I know about that. And there's there's a, an easy path for people that want to get over there and working straight away. Build your resume. I've worked on fifteen productions there, um, plus two as cast. And that's just studio productions. And then on top of that, the indie stuff. So it's um, it's a remarkable place if you want your resume to look sparkling. Yeah. So this is what Kira said to me. Mm. Um, I said, well, so are you going to go back? Because she's, she's home at the moment. She said, fuck yeah, I'm going back. As hard as it is, the opportunities mm. are still infinitely more than they are here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's... And I mean, and the community is great too. I mean, the community, the the, the friends I've made there is it's it's they're lovely people. They understand Australians, Australians, Canadians, British, uh, New Zealanders. We we all speak the same language. But isn't it such more a, ways than one? A, a bullshit scenario where you're trying to do this thing that even in any place in the world is incredibly difficult, yet you are lumped with the overwhelming evidence that where you live is fucking you in the ass <laughs> every day and that the world won't let you easily transition to this other place where the opportunities are exponentially more. That sounds like it's coming from a pretty personal place there, Josh. No, but you know what I mean? If you, th- <laughs> if you think about it, let's just say I want to fucking grow great. I want to be a winemaker, yeah. right? But I live in the Arctic, I'm fucked. And, and well, of course I'm going to move to where it's sunny and I go mm. to move and I get there and they go, no, fuck off. Mm. That is the risk. And yet every diversity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the risk for every winemaker, isn't it? Because you no, might know, but, but no winemaker starts out trying to make wine in the snow they don't give it a shot. We all give it a shot in the snow, hoping that it might clear and we get a shot. Not every winemaker does. But the winemaker that starts in the snow, they're not owed anything more than the winemaker that starts in Napa. Mate, they don't even get a fucking seed to fucking germinate. <laughs> you know I mean? But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, Yeah, wine's delicious. Ha- I get you. We have enough <laughs> Aussies that have, I mean, we have content here, obviously, right? We but do, and, we, and we've got people that are working on that in, in it, fighting an uphill battle. I like I liken it to, it's not an uphill climb, it's you're climbing a vertical surface the other day. Like, <laughs> you're fucking free, we're fucking free soloing, like, here, like, it's... it's right, it's, right, right, there's no guide ropes, yeah, yeah, it's life or death. But I think that... Um, and look, this isn't this isn't a bitch. It wasn't like I didn't understand this before I came into it, and I'm now shocked and surprised. Um, but when I did come into it, I think it was easier for us to get over there. I think that it is. I think it's changing. I think it's getting harder. But I think that that may force more content back home. I, I and I, that might be great. I think. Well, actually, the, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think the IEC visa, Canada, it's it's easy to get there f- until you're 34, 35, right? It's 
easy to do. Not everyone has to stay. By that, I mean not everyone has to go through the permanent residency, has to do that, has to do that. And coming back is not the end of your career. You're coming back with two years, four years, however long you're there. Experience. Experience of a different world. And you can either come back and say, fuck, I wish I was back in Canada. Or you can be like, how do we get that? What do we have to start doing here? What can I do Mm -hmm. to build to that? Because their film industry died about 10 years ago. No one, like little to no really? one was working. Yeah, it was what, like dead. before Arrow, Riders Arrow was about before to Before that, yeah. So we're talking before after the- After Smallville. Yeah, after, before, after Smallville, before Arrow, there was there was a period where everything died. And really? I'm not saying those were the two reasons, but like they are really good chapters of Vancouver. And Vancouver, like Why? Smallville was the start. Uh, it, I think it had something to do with the, the, the GFC or it had oh, something okay. to do with- That makes sense. Jo- jo- yeah, where they pulled a lot of money out of and everything. And the like, strike. Yeah, and- multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked like they were fucked. They were done. So many companies invested in this stuff and thought this was the industry. This was big. This was huge. Some of them survived. Some didn't. Um, but- all in all, now look at what they're doing. They, they rebuilt. They started again. They, they came up and now, yeah. they're, now it's stronger than ever. And is it sustainable? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, some places they find it hard, you find it hard to shoot and that's why I'm going into location scouting is I want to be able to be a solution to those problems of finding places to shoot where they haven't been shooting yet. But I've been following this incredible... It's bittersweet because it's, it's it's an incredible Instagram site called like Abandoned Gems or Abandoned. I don't want to say it's Abandoned Castles because that would mm. dictate that it's only castles. It's Abandoned Something. But there is like whomever makes it their prerogative to run around finding like incredible, incredibly the castles, buildings, whatever, in forests throughout the world that are fucking abandoned, dude. Really? Like some of them are half under. This is an Instagram? It's an Instagram page. Have to get it off you. Right. Half underwater or covered in trees and they are magical, some of them. And this person's a good photographer, I'm assuming. Oh, dude, a lot of them are like... HD drone shots. Okay. So that, so it looks fucking phenomenal. It looks epic. Even if they're a shit photographer, <laughs> it just looks insane. They're so good. Yeah. And I'm like, I hope. So the bittersweet is I hope that you are not exposing this to the masses. Mm. They never tell you exactly where it is, good. but they do tell you the country. Um, but, but that just blows my mind. You know, so I'm thinking about you from a recce perspective, you know, you, you could find. I mean, when I was living in Canada, we used to run through the prairies finding abandoned barns and photographing them at night with different lights and all this that's kind cool. of stuff. Yeah, and they're cool. fucking everywhere. Yeah. If you find an abandoned barn here in Victoria, there'd be fucking a million hipsters hanging outside <laughs> smoking weed and partying. Like, it's you true. know, in, there'd in be the, a rave there. Yeah. In the prairies, they're everywhere. Yeah. But that could be, but. But in the prairies, they have that mice shit disease. Have you heard about this? No. What? This took an extremely different direction. Now, I don't know if it's still a thing, but I imagine it is. But when I was there 
and like certain barns or whatever, my buddy would be like, you know what, man, I think we should fucking skip this one because apparently, and I'm loosely connecting dots here, but mm. it was like if you run in there and rustle up the dust, there's a the microbe or whatever that's in my shit and you will fucking die. Jesus. So we it's dark. So with a lot of these were exteriors. <laughs> <laughs> we let the outside of the barn. I've got a couple, and he's Jesus. like, "I don't know if you should do that, man." You're like, "I'm going in. It's too man, cool." I mean, the, honestly, barns are like two of the things I've been hit up about the most. It sucks actually. I've had two offers for scouting positions while I've been back here in Australia. It's so funny that that that's when my opportunities are coming as while I'm back here. But you know. You've got to say no while you're away and and believe mm. that the scarcity will, will serve you well down the track, you know? But How did your... Um, film that you... Um, Darkest Corner. Yes, in, Ca- in Canberra. How did that fare? It went well. It went well. It was a good screening. Um, uh, I mean, once we, we, we had a little hiccup at the start and... Um, and the Q and A recording uh, got deleted, so <laughs> things do go wrong. I didn't know that, Dave. Things so I didn't do want to go bring wrong. Up. No, it's fine. <laughs> it, things do go wrong, uh, and that it, you know, uh, it was it was entrusted to a bloke that wasn't uh, wasn't nearly as prepared. No, no, definitely trustworthy. <laughs> oh, Lovely guy, but not sorry, nearly as prepared as he could be. Oh, fuck. So, um, so the poor bloke. Uh, Shit the bed, <laughs> but he was just. Nah, but it happens. It just. It just happens. And uh, we. We. I was. I was sad about it. But um, we made it to camera. Um, our veterans. Um, what our our head, uh, our our extras coordinator and uh, associate producer Sean of the extra specialist came and joined us for the screening and he was stoked. He was so happy. And that was really one of my biggest uh, criterias for the screening was, is Sean happy? Is he so stoked that he was part of this film after being in Danger Close and Daughter of the Explorer and all of these things? Um, was he stoked? And he couldn't, he was pumped that we couldn't, we shot this thing at 30 hours or 32 or 34 hours. And, um, and it looked like that. So he was pretty pumped about that. So I was, I was, that made me really happy. And, uh, our, our lead Francis came out from Sydney to, to watch in Canberra at the veterans film festival for on the remembrance day weekend. So it was pretty special. It was special. We just, um, and then, yeah, then the boys stuck around and their film danger close was, um, screened, and the, the governor general came and, and all these things. So we had a few of the extra specialist wow. boys there. It was very cool. Very cool to be a part of the festival and uh, get a little nod to, to premiere there. But since then, so normally the question is, what are you doing now? So the, since then, um, there's a new edit that we're working on for a North American release. And we're going to be doing a, just some new work on it. And some, some got some new CGI for it and all these um, things that we're working in. Uh, to tell the story in a slightly smoother, more um, uh, uh, worldwide ready release. So we're excited for that. Um, it's getting close. To, it'll be more in the tail end of the year once we go through post and all those things. That takes time, takes resources. This one's going to take a bit of money. Um, but uh, 
it is um, uh, excuse me, it is kicking along, and our series concept is indeed getting some legs, and uh, we are submitting to the Screen Queensland uh-huh. premium drama. Yeah, which we've talked Through about. Stand. Yep. Yes, so yep. um, we we qualify as premium drama. Um, while it is um, it, what might be categorized as a sci-fi, it's also not a sci-fi. It's a, it's primarily drama, and that's the point of this of the series. So it exists in a post-apocalyptic world, but this focus is non-tech. It's not on any kind of the sci-fi element. It's on the family dynamics. It's on the mental health issue, and uh, that our lead actress is. Um, it was still functioning in this post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. world with. And yeah, so I'm really excited about um, sharing that and, and seeing what comes back from that. If nothing, that's okay. It might be more, lend itself more to a North American audience. And we've got some, we're in talks in Canada with a streaming service. So that's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. That uh, that came about just by some, some contacts at a film festival. Um, but it's amazing, <laughs> you know, it's amazing what happens when you hang about at Whistler Film Festival and, uh, chat to people and remember buddies from the well, previous. Well, that's what I was about to say. And it's not about just hanging around; it's about opening your mouth and just. It, fucking, oh, absolutely! Yeah, and being there and being there and talking and being able to having the ability to promote yourself and what you do and not feeling uh, that uh, tall that poppy anxiety. syndrome, that anxiety, that tall poppy syndrome. But like, I shouldn't talk about what I'm working on. Like, people want to hear. People want to know. They fucking do, man. When when I first decided to be a photographer back when I was like 29. And I remember being out with my buddy who was a very established and well-respected, like written up lighting designer who was the guy who said, you've got to do this, man. What the fuck are you doing? Fuck yeah. Do it. And we would go out and people were like, you know, we'd be chatting up girls or whatever. Oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, well, I work at sea. And I'm, and, 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 and when I'm free, I, you know, take some photos. He's like, no, 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 no. You're a photographer. That's it. The minute I said that, I got laid. But also, <laughs> but also, yeah. no, primarily people started saying, hey, well, we need one. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And it was an instant shift. You know, as soon as I believed that I was. It's a shift in identity. Yeah. And they believe you. Yeah. No one wants to, to no one employ someone yeah. who it's their second thing and they don't quite buy it. No one believes you until you believe in yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's, totally. That's, that's cheesy as it is. 100%. That's the truth. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. I found that. Absolutely. And I don't know, same for yourself, maybe it's like acting started out as this thing I was trying. And now it's- I hit it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I when I moved to Melbourne, I, I definitely hit it until one of them Googled me, but-, but because oh, I was working in architecture when I first moved here in 2015, five years ago. Um, one Google and that Christmas I had a, a Oscar as an Oscar was my um, Secret Santa present and it had on it, <laughs> it had on it. Yeah, that's right. Someone had Googled me and it had on it best actor Ginger Wolverine. And that was that was it. And I was like, that's it. Someone fucking Googled me. Like they're on to me. Um, but it, yeah, the that's the thing is like I at that stage I was still kind of trying to juggle two things and keep my foot in both yeah. worlds. And you really it was the best thing I ever did was f- take the full plunge. And honestly, some people did me some favors being like, what are you doing? Just take the plunge. Like yeah. you can either do this 
and hope for the best um, or you can, you know, take a risk, earn a bit less, but ultimately progress what you really want to do. Mm. Now I'm earning reasonably mm-hmm. and still progressing what I want to do mm. and that's the that's yeah, the progress. It comes back around. It's it's that whole um, marathon, not a not a sprint. Yeah, I like saying managing. You're managing the marathon. That's what you're doing. That's the whole thing. Right. It's like understanding that it is. You still need to remember how to sprint, but you're managing the marathon, mm-hmm. and that's what you got to do. Like you, a marathon runner, isn't like going full hardy the whole time. What they're doing for however long, 42 Ks, I think is a marathon, is it? Whatever it is. Yeah. They are managing their body from shutting down. That's what they're doing on a mar- in a marathon. And until they pass that finish line, then they get the euphoria, they get the rewards, they get the, the everything. But their job was to travel that amount of time without stopping their body from shutting down. That was their goal. A little bit faster than the person behind them. That was their goal. If you can do that, then you get the big things. You get the big rewards, the the, the greatness. I just started listening to a book. Um, now, in my mind, when I ordered it on Audible, it was an acting book by William Esper. So far, it's a biography about William Esper. Um, okay. You know what I'm talking about? No, not at all. Okay, so William Esper um, had, I'm pretty sure he passed away only just recently, mm-hmm. a very, not sure if prolific is the right word, successful acting school in New York. And he was trained, he was a um, protege of Sandy Meisner for about 16 years. Wow, okay. Yep, I know the and, name very well. Yeah, and he took his method and refined it and extended it Cool. in okay. his own words. Nice. And I had a, a friend and someone I photographed a couple of times when I was living in New York who was training at the Esper School. But I'm listening to this book and so far it's starting out as a biography and I'm pretty sure one of the Baldwin brothers is narrating this book. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Eric Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But he said he's narrating a scenario in a class where he's asking his students to define acting. And in my mind, the first thing that came to my mind was, and anyone who's listening who's Meisner trained will know exactly what this answer is because mm-hmm. it's like one of his big things. Um, and the first training that I ever received was Meisner, but it was very on the surface. It was just that repetition technique. Yeah, which, uh, which repetition technique? <laughs> it's, you never done this one? I don't know this one. No, do, do you know the, the repetition technique? Do I know this repetition technique? Exactly, you do. Do you know, do you know this repetition yeah, technique? I do know this repeti- repetition technique. <laughs> You're wearing a black sweater. I'm wearing a black sweater. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, the most annoying thing I've ever done in a class. Yes. Yep. I tell you what. It, 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 it does work though. It, it, like, it does work. So it does good, work. Even though it it's does just work. so shit. Yeah. But anyways. It makes you think about things differently and that's honestly what I think it's about. But. Well, for me, it made me just watch. Oh, interesting. You know, so if I had blank spots where maybe I was waiting 
for another line because mm. I really didn't understand the scene as well as I should have, but I knew what I had to say next. It just gave my eyes somewhere to go if I was watching. So if if, if, if if the actor or actress in front of me did something else, if I was watching so intently, I you, wouldn't miss. You you almost you you the line was already spoken for, right? So so you had time to pay attention to their gesture. Exactly. So I yeah. knew what was coming, and I knew when to say it. But maybe I didn't know all of the other stuff and maybe yeah. I was waiting for the line to come. But if I watched closely enough, it would give my eyes something to do in the cut twos. And if they found a new moment because I was watching their physicality so much, I would follow it and it would change the way then that I delivered the next part, you know? Yeah. I I, I like the tonality of it. I like the fact that like you're, Respond if if one of you throws a different tonality or something like that in there of like saying whatever you're you're touching your ankle like like that's an accusation right mm. and, then, and then it throws it throws you down a completely different realm the person has to respond to that tonality that accusation and then you end up in a completely different area and it's like you're bouncing back and forth about exactly. saying the same thing over and over but it's like it's it's actually the tone of people's voices that we respond to and their gestures more than we respond to the, the actual words that people say, totally. right? It's the subcommunication. So that's, yeah. and it's that, that I actually think it's the most powerful, that particular, uh, but anyway, you, that you were talking, you were, you read this book about that William Esper. Uh, yeah. So, and so he asked this person in his class, what do you think acting is? So I'm thinking in my mind, hmm a good question what do I think acting is like or what do you think an actor's job is or and I'm thinking okay it's telling a narrative with our bodies and our voices you know as Mm -hmm. opposed to a pen or a guitar or what have you and they went through all these different different responses and what have you and then it came back to what Meisner said and and I'm, I'm not quoting, but the general gist of it, and I only just listened to it, but he said, it's being, I'm probably going to add something in here, but it's being believable in an imaginary circumstance. Mm. Or be, you know, it's being truthful. Truthful. In an yeah. imaginary situation. Yeah, I like that. And I, like I was that. like, and that that's the thing that, that I love most in this world and I have loved it for so long, like in terms of creativity. Since even before I knew that I loved it, if that makes sense, and then when I got into the acting world, someone was able to verbalize that, was the truth of things, even when they're imaginary. Just to believe it so much, even though you know it's fucking bullshit, to deliver it. It's, it, it's like a like that's what I loved about comics when I was a kid, and still love, and that's why I wanted to be a comic illustrator. Was it's total bullshit. None of this has happened, will ever happen, and I fucking love every stroke, and I believe it mm. so much. I think what you the word you just used is the highest compliment you can get as a performer, a storyteller, or whatever. Is I believed you. Mm. I believed you and like that if someone says that that's what I that's the way I describe something when I've seen it I'm like I fucking 
believed you. Like, I believed that. I believed him. I believed her. I believed whatever it was. It's like, that's, that's what real storytelling is. I love that. 100%. Yes. So what he said after that was, so think about it. Whenever you have been to, because all of the responses from the class for the, for the most part had some kind of leniency towards the imagination. Yeah. And he said, have you ever walked out of something you thought was great, whether it be cinema or theater and gone, oh, my God, I loved it so much. It was so phony and so unbelievable. It was the best thing that I've ever seen. Never. That's not what happens. Only the room. <laughs> Only the room has that ever <laughs> It's. It's. I was there with them. And I cried yeah. and I felt like it was me and blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. And I thought, wow, like like a million other actors who have heard Meisner say that thing it was the first time that I'd heard it today. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. And that leads itself or lends itself to, you know, just following your instincts and being yourself and all of that kind of stuff that, that you're, kind of taught and 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 he, he did talk about Stanislavski not being relevant anymore. It's like you can't teach an actor today to act like he was a Russian in the turn of the century who had three years to to rehearse a play. Like you've got hours maybe before you you need to be camera ready or whatever. So you need techniques that bring you out. Totally. Ready to go. Fast. Yeah, Fast. it's true. Oh, it's true. I mean, the turnarounds, just the casting in Vancouver to, from from go to like, yes, you've got the green light to when we're shooting is pretty fast, man. I yeah, you, you get, you get, this happened on a role that I can't talk about just yet, but will come out in the next mm, couple of months. But got greenlit on the Thursday and then I was on set on the Tuesday. It's fast, really fast. It's no, crazy. I think that's right. No, Wednesday, Wednesday, because costume was Friday. And then well, it was, we all then was on set. Then it was on set Tuesday in the TVC world, right? Yeah. The audition comes through. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they're looking to cast us real quick. They want to shoot this commercial three days outside of you just hearing about it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. It's Why? F- it's turnaround. Why? Did you not know that this was part of your schedule? Turn around. <laughs> it is, it is like what it is. Like as if you didn't know that you were going to make a commercial. I know. I mean, it's never casting, is it? It's never casting. I never put it to casting. It's not their fault. It never is. The the lovely people that have such a tough and thankless job in casting. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. It's, it's 100%. 100%. The, the people in casting I have the utmost respect for. Mm. I mean... And, and do you know what I respect the most is other than it's, it's a job that I could never do is that they seem to fucking love it. Gotta love it. It's one of those jobs you gotta love. And I love that they love it. You know, yeah. like I just think you guys are absolute legends for. You gotta love it. You, you, they have to have, they are, they are one of the few jobs where you really need to have both feet in both worlds of like understanding acting and actors properly and production deadlines, scripts, everything. Like Don't be it, privy to so much though, right? 
Who casting? Mm. No, I, I mean, it depends on the, the thing. Right, but, but I mean, they, they can do a clean sweep and then go, they need to you know, know what, we don't like any of them. Let's change the profile. They need to know a lot. They're, they're not, they're, they're, they go back to the producers and they say, this is what we got. We're, we're worried. Right. That's, and then, then the producers go, okay, well, we'll do this then. Like, like whatever it is. I mean, you, you were looking for this, this hair color. You couldn't find it. Okay. We're going to cast the net wider. We're going to do this. We're going to do this, but it, it all comes down to the producers at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, it's just the, the ones that, that call the shots. I'd, I'd never, I'm never assume that it's casting because it really is in my experience in, in Vancouver, at least. And here in Melbourne, right? Melbourne was my first big exposure to it, but I, I found all the casting directors here and that's not blowing smoke up anyone's ass, but I found everyone very supportive, very supportive. Thea in particular, oh, Thea, yeah. Thea McLeod's absolutely lovely and she's she's super, super supportive of any actors um, really looking to chase it and giving them their day on Neighbours so that they can take that elsewhere and... Yeah, it's... Have um, you experienced any of the... Um, I don't want to say cliche. I don't know if cliche is the right word, but the, you know, the shit that you hear about from, you know, the A-listers that have made it. Have mm. you have you experienced that incredibly cutting, derogatory environment where someone tells you you're fucked or you're useless or any of that shit? I have, I have auditioned in Perth and. Melbourne and in New York, mm-hmm. you know, a reasonable amount of times, no one has been anything but lovely. I'm the same as you. Um, never had. I, I. So neither of us have auditioned in LA. We can say that. No. So yeah. don't know what the beast is like, but I've had friends that have auditioned there that that we're now working together up in Vancouver on doing and doing bits and pieces and tapes and things. Some, yeah, but others like a buddy just booked because he did his hard yards in LA for a few years, like a few pilot seasons and a few things. And now he's since moved to Vancouver. They had a sweet, um, Hallmark gig pop up up there and they needed a guy that fit exactly what he, his brand was. And they were like, when he got put forward, they were like, "Oh, he's up there. He's 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 in Canada. Yeah, go straight to offer. We know he's ready because he'd done that mm-hmm. from LA. He'd already put in the he'd already put in the yards there, right? But that's not that's just timing and place and all of those things, right? But I I've never had feedback even when I've had a rough audition or something where I felt a bit wooden and it wasn't coming through I've been given an extra take uh, mm. some of the times right they want to work just to with find you. it yeah to find where it is and because they they believe you have what it takes or you have yeah, enough to, to see give a little bit more yeah exactly so yeah I don't um yeah I'm not too not too I don't know, I've, I've got the like you say the utmost respect for casting. Really, it's it's there. We're working together to try and find what the producers want together, together to to get that next one. That's it. It is. But yeah, we got a couple of wins last year. So, twenty twenty, 
2020 is a different uh, different beast altogether. How's that wine hitting you, mate? It's pretty tasty. Big thank you to my friends at Naked Wines. Naked Wines. What is it called? Uh, uh, rock, Rocket Like a Redhead? Is that it? This is by Jan Pfeffer. And it's called Rocket Like a Redhead. Rocket Like a Redhead. Thank you, Jen. And we're affiliated with Naked Wines, and you guys can get yourself $100 off your first case of wine. $100 yes. off first case of wine? Just follow of- the link, www.nakedwines.com slash wonder. Slash wonder. Slash wonder. I'm a I'm a fan. Thank you, Jen. Rocket Like a Redhead. Reach out. Dude, not... not- you know, so that, I think that's me on the bottle, isn't it? That's that's a it's a redheaded and have you lady. Had tits? It's a redheaded lady wearing a dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, red. <laughs> um, let's move away from the um, film speak. Or no, but no, no, no. I mean, this is a big wonder. This is this film is speak. Big wonder. But look, we've got a couple of wines in. Mm-hmm. We're having a chin wag. We are. Do you ever muse over, you know, as we, as artists, you know, and we, we're, we're, we're grinding against the, you know, mathematical probability that we are existing in the likelies to not make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, and And it's an interesting thing when you look at, a law of averages or mathematical probabilities because they, and I'm not a mathematician, obviously. Aren't you? But they do, <laughs> in my experience, like I used to work in door-to-door sales. Yes. And it yeah. was calculated that there was a mathematical probability that 10 people out of 100 would say yes to your pitch on the door. And 10 people out of 1,000 would respond to radio and 10 people out of 10,000 mm. would respond to a letter drop, something in that vicinity. Yeah, I did phone sales. Right? So, that, yep. so that's something that they can quantify. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right word. But but in the acting world, they have this number that 3% of everyone that wants to be an actor becomes an actor. So, 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 so what I'm saying is that there is always an element in all of us where there is a scenario played out where it don't work out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't give a shit who you are. We all entertain it for a second or totally. maybe a couple of minutes. And, and those of us, I think, that persevere and, and make it may on the tail side say, you know, never, never lost hope. And maybe there's an even smaller percentage of us on the front side of it who go, yeah, but I can't imagine and genuinely mean cannot imagine doing anything else. So my question to you, what's your scenario in those dark moments of you not being an actor? It's a great question. I like how you prefaced it as well. I'm definitely the person that buys into the don't have a plan B because it detracts from plan A. I definitely uh, subscribe to that. Too. Yeah, I definitely subscribe to that. And I think there is something to that. 
however. And that's what you're asking mm. about. You're asking about the however. It's the dark moments. It's the dark moments. And we all have them. We have the insecurities because we're human. We have a sense of self-preservation, right? About where, do I, where will I sit in society if this doesn't pull off? Where will I sit financially if this doesn't pull off? Which That's is, the, the which is the, probably the biggest one. I got a child on the way. You, what do I do, do when they're struggling and I can't get a gig? Exactly. Exactly. That's a big one. There, there's so many. What do I do? I think that it is paramount to develop yourself as well as developing as an actor or a filmmaker. Yes. Right? And I think you exactly pick up what I'm saying is that... 100%. That's because, what we're Because if you... Exactly. is because you are... You are developing yourself as a business person, as a communicator, as a storyteller, which is business and communicating combined. Um, I read uh, Peter... I think it's Peter... and. Drucker, Peter Drucker, or was it Peter, the former head of Sony, um, Peter Drucker, or Drucker, I think is his name. <laughs> I'm, a bus, I'm messing that up, and I hope he hides me I need one a day. fact check. Yeah, but um, he wrote a book called Tell to Win, and it's fascinating because he was the head of Sony. He um, crushed it. Yeah, but I'm not. But he shares his failures too in this right. in this book about talking about pitching to win and pitching to sell some of the most amazing books, including amazing films, including Seven Years of Tibet, which is a hard sell. A book about a white well, Nazi. movie a, was shit. A book about a bloke with a na- a white bloke with a Nazi symbol on him mm. going to meet the Dalai Lama, and they still got it made and marketed and became a, 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 a still a hit in many ways, but. Um, Peter's very real about his um his stories and his um the fact that being able to tell a good story is one of his key abilities, and that's the thing about committing to being an actor, a filmmaker. Even if even if you end up going in a different direction, you still learned how to communicate and tell an amazing story. And if it's something you can't imagine doing anywhere else, find something else that in the industry lights you up just as much, if not more so. Like that's what scouting is for me. There's more than one way. Maybe that's maybe that's having conversations with people in the industry. That's more than one way. It's There's so many different things that maybe don't necessarily start out with any kind of monetary value per se, like hosting free seminars. I don't want to make money from these. I just want people to come over and enjoy what I'm enjoying in Canada um, and, and join the channel so that I can share my knowledge back to Australia. That's, that's it. But you haven't, still haven't told me what your dark moment vocation is. My dark no, my dark moment vocation, um, is that I it won't happen, <laughs> but what that's the things that what won't happen is then what I ask myself what won't happen. Mm. Uh, is, like- is, is the thing is like 
Okay. I, I, maybe if that happens, if 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 I have that sort of like, well, I didn't get that role. I was really good in that audition. I didn't get that role. No. Okay. Let but me, I, let I never. I I I've become really good at removing myself from that, making it not personal. I really have. Uh, That's I, I become feel like part you're of the missing skill. my question. Maybe I am. Let me, I'm going to redirect you. Sure. Tomorrow you find out you're having twins, mm-hmm. and. I'm really going to lay it on. <laughs> okay. Like this is what I'm talking about. Your situation requires more money than any kind of acting little side hustle can require requ- requires and you could do. Mm, yep. And 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 the reality just fucking sets in. And so for a time you have to stop altogether. Ooh. I'm not talking about managing and keeping it flowing. I'm talking about that dark day where you go, I can't do this for this period of time. What do you do? I'm on the spot. <laughs> you yeah, right? Mm. It's great that you don't have a quick go-to. No, I don't. I honestly don't. But it's don't. an interesting question. It's not a, it's not, it's not a, honestly, it's not a scenario that I run myself through. Because you're still 28, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, mate. Maybe the last time you saw me, but I am a, I'm a crisp 3-0. What? Yeah. <laughs> when was your birthday? A um, couple of weeks ago. Thank you. Thank you. I am. Welcome to I the 3-0s. I am. And only, that's only between us and the, and the big and, one of viewership. And my 15. <laughs> <laughs> viewership slash audio listeners. But uh, yeah, that's right. And, wow. Uh, yeah, let's come up. Well, you know, you look exactly the same, same age, age as you did when I'll I first met you. That's, that's just the long hair talking, but I'll take that, mate. Because you looked old as shit when you were young. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's, that's right. I you did. The same Honestly, age. I love you, man, but you had the oldest face. I'm 30, man. I look, I've looked 30 my whole I've looked 30 my whole 20s and I finally look my age and it's like come around and I'm so pumped for it because I've been auditioning for 30s for years. <laughs> and so finally they're going to look at the sheet and be like, oh, he's actually he's 30. Actually, well, maybe, now we believe him. Maybe he has the wisdom of a 30-year-old. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, uh, I, let me I, help no, you. I'm genuinely excited about that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna skip your question, but I am genuinely excited yeah, about, about being <laughs> but it's it's it is cool. Let it's, me tell I, you the my way, answer. This is the way I see it. It's like is you're always you you're gonna look too old or too young or you're gonna there's always gonna be that thing, but you've just gotta let it work for you because you, I, I've seen this as practice. I've seen the, my 20s as my apprenticeship. I see Vancouver as my apprenticeship. I see writing shitty scripts as my apprenticeship. We're always learning. Um, oh, if I remember. I, if, if, I, if I did end up in a situation that you're talking about, this this situation of twins and what was what was the other thing? Just, I also have leprosy. What, what was yeah, that? Yeah, you're out, man. You know, the in, like I'm just I'm talking about that dark day. We're acting and hustling in the acting world just ain't fucking cutting it because maybe you had a little spray where you bought a house and now you have a mortgage mm. and then suddenly you get landed with triplets and Whew. and you've got no gigs and no one and and I'm I'm being loving here but no one gives a shit about your fucking lectures <laughs> and you've got no fucking money what do you do 
You've got architecture, I guess, to fall back on, but that can't be an easy no, I mean, thing no, to I just mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm grab a, hold of. I'm a master's dropout. What would I do? Go back and do a six months of a master's degree? No, well, then you've got no money. Exactly. So what do you do? Make it work. Uh, no. Is that, is, that a, is that a young man's response? It's not a young man's response. Is that, is that, it's an optimistic response. It's an, I'm, I'm an optimist. So Same. Sue, so sue me. But but here's the thing. I, I believe that from the skill sets that I've developed from doing this now for, for seven, eight years, and that's and that's and that with it with an obsessive passion for at least the past few, I believe that I could go and pitch for a living i believe i could go and storytell in the architecture world for a living um i could pitch i could pitch the hell out of some buildings for a living i don't know what that um, means pitch the hell out of a building well in architecture you have to bid for projects like you do right. for, for film so you you have to go in and, and explain what the story is behind the building and what so the you'd connection be a is salesman I think I believe so. Yeah, but that's what a storyteller. Well, that's what a storyteller is. If you're not selling, if you're not selling something to buy, you're selling, you're selling an idea. Story. An that's, idea. That's it. So, I think I believe so. That's 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 what I know. That's what I love. It's um, it's not telling to win, but it's it's telling to yeah, it's it's telling it's, to it's telling to connect. It's it's telling to do something like that. It's it's that's a nice way of saying winning. Yeah. I mean, that's that is, it's a, it. it's a it's a clever way of saying winning, but uh, <laughs> but honestly, that's um, oh my god, I, 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 I am I'm I'm genuinely I'm like I'm one of those cases where I can't imagine doing anything else. I genuinely can't. No, and I, I, but that's the thing as well. Me either. I, but I could I could location scout. I could I could scout and work locations in Vancouver for the next many many years and still be very content, very happy as building. Building my life there and traveling down to LA—that's, I mean, that's—it's so close, and I, I plan to do that. Is build my connection with LA, um, because you're never out of the business as long as you feel fully that you're still doing your apprenticeship. Hiccups, hiccups, but as long as you feel like you're still learning. If you don't, if you feel like you're not learning and you're not winning and you're not doing anything, I can do the hold the breath thing. Oh, it's that bad, eh? Can't believe I've got hiccups in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, I'm a slow drinker, you're a fast drinker. Right. Maybe a combination of the two. Yeah. I'm a whiskey drinker, so I think that's my problem. I well, drink beer Where's slow. the whiskey? Touche. Yeah. Bought a bottle of wine. I know my audience. Yeah. It was also supposed to bring food. I don't know. I can't. I, it's, it's, it's a mixed. It's a. <laughs> this podcast has gone off the rails. It's a mixed. It's a mixed house of vegan and whatever the fuck you are. So yeah, yeah. I'll eat free, free food, buddy. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had got some fucking. What was what was it that I said I was going to get? It's not brandy. It's. Wine. 
Starts with the C. Fucking hell. Oh, 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 uh, cognac. Cognac. Yeah, I've been you, you couldn't find that word, but you could find the first letter. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew it was like ca, ca. Which is like a French whiskey. It's a French brandy. French brandy, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the region or whatever, that same thing that they hold title over. So fucking good. Yeah. If you get your chance to drink an old cognac, it's like, oh. I've been loving it over the last sort of 18 months. Ever since I was shooting Weevil. and then uh, did, Weevil. Right? Yeah. You were there. Yeah. When old mate rolled up with that $270 bottle of Hennessy. Oh, yeah. And we got fucking shit-faced <laughs> got on fucking it. fucking shit-faced on I've it. I've been loving it ever since then. Was that it? Was That that, that was, was a, that. that. I still remember that. That, that was great. We were I just, wanted it we last photo, year. We were doing a photo shoot out in, uh, out in Bumfuck. Victoria. It was like Bacchus Marsh um, out that way on your, on, on your way past Ballarat or something. What was the um, something falls? You and I went up to yeah. like size up whether we were going to camp or whatever and we never fucking camped yeah, there. Yeah, we didn't camp. We didn't camp, but we didn't camp Trinicky there. Trinicky or Pinnicky or something like that. Yeah. Can't remember. But it was a good trip. You're going to have to hold the fort. I'm going to have to piss and I'm going to have to cut. I guess I'll hold. Uh, <laughs> I like the big wonder. Why did you start the big wonder? Why did you start this podcast? Hey, that's a great question. Um, anyone who's, who's an avid listener will know the answer to this question. It's twofold. I started it to build an audience around my script and I also started it to hopefully one day create a platform that Australian filmmakers, writers could vet ideas and that it'd be popular enough, popular enough that uh, production companies knew about it and would be listening in to find their next film. Love that. That's really cool. That's why. And that's, that's the honest to go truth. That's, that's really not cool. A jazzed up way of promoting myself. That's that's the honest truth. I think that's really cool. I think like you could do that and uh, you know, have people sign things so that they own the ideas that they put out there. And then they just reach out and say, Hey, we love that. You own it. Let's work together. I had a woman reach out to me today, which is my first reach out mm. from someone who wanted me to use my platform, which is great. So all of you who are listening, love this, love this moment as much as I'm loving it. And asked me to promote what she was doing through the podcast. Cool. Great. Which was awesome. But I said to her, I really think that you should come on. Yeah. And talk to me for an hour Absolutely. and a half or whatever and promote what you're doing because actually what you're doing is pretty awesome. And what she's doing, let me set the premise for an upcoming episode. She is a very um, established, awarded, distinguished playwright, actress, scriptwriter, pr- producer, I think, um, here in Melbourne who has uh, is launching a short film festival where the proceeds go to the fire relief. Love that. I mean, so epic, so awesome. Can't. can't. Good on you. Yeah, absolutely. 
No um, and she reached out to me, which was awesome. So, and which was through Howard Fine. Love that. There's right? a, there's a nice connection. Um, so she'll be on the podcast soon, and I, I I might even sorry to my other guests who are on the hard drive waiting to be published. I may expedite her her episode <laughs> because. I mean, for for time's sake, I think time's for sake fire, and to be in. I think for fire, for, I was going to say, I think for fire relief, I think I think you you're. Um, it's got to be done. Your current guests, myself included, will understand. Absolutely, like it's it's very very. Important. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, with her myself excluded, <laughs> myself excluded, <laughs> she got to get mine down. <laughs> I mean, you did just preface preface her, so she has to come before me. So you have to expedite mine <laughs> to <sighs> then make that work. So either you're going to cut this out, or you will. In fact, release this one as a preface to this this lovely um, I like lovely a next lotto guess. draw. You know, with the balls. I yeah, that's right. I'm I'm I'm. You know, what? I'm happy to be that uh, that segue interview. I think I feel like I feel like we're doing that together. <laughs> but hey, champ, it's good to see you, buddy. It's good to be here, mate. Um, yeah, I'm excited, pumped. Monday, this coming. I'm glad you like the podcast. Yeah. Oh, by dude, the way. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and I do mean that sincerely. Oh, yes. Fucking great! You know, and, it's uh, one of those- I, I, you're really avid, and you you you're really um, onto it to to keep promoting, and um, that's that's what we have to do with um, with our what we love is make sh- make sure that um, make sure that we're consistent with it. That's exactly what it is, man. It keeps me keeps me very accountable, and I love that. Um, I listened to Joe Rogan talk about this the other day, and he said, "You know, I tell everyone to start a podcast, and there's probably." all these podcasts that exist because of that. And I just heard recently that there's like 900,000 podcasts in the U S or something like that. But he said, the secret is the grind, Mm -hmm. the grind. You you cannot do it any less than one a week. Totally. And that's what separates you. It's just the hustle. The The hustle. hustle. Just, just, all the time, all the time, all the time. Because that's, that's and, exactly what yeah. it is. That's and, exactly what it's got to be. They say is that most part podcasts die after the seventh episode. Yeah, I've heard that. And honestly, this is number twenty. Respect. You've made it past number seven. You're my first number two. Uh, I take that as a compliment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm your first number time. two, not in a dirty way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would, a second timer. Yeah, and I'm I'm honored. I'm genuinely honored. I had a great time the first time. That's why I wanted to do it again. It was it's great. Big Wonder Works. I love it. Love you, buddy.